Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Live Big Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Carver, and today I'm going to be talking a little bit about how to move forward to a new chapter of your life. When you know it's there, you'll know it in your gut when one chapter is ended and another one has arised. Also, how to move forward into that new chapter without coming from an egoic stance and how to listen to the universe for guidance and allow that energy in for the greatest good of everyone involved. So let's get started. So I wanted to let you in to my life a little bit in this podcast. Right now, I'm headed into a new chapter of my life and I feel it so deeply in my gut, um, in my, you know, in my intuitive sense that something is coming up for me, um, and has already kind of arrived in a sense. And how do I know this? Well, I know it because I was in transition for probably a year of planning, preparing. I also got a lot done within that year, but I wasn't necessarily fully and a hundred percent committed to my life. Really, I wasn't. I was committed to my yoga retreats. I was committed to my students. I was committed to traveling. I was committed to healing. But I was, and I was committed to a transitional phase. Um, and I can talk a little bit more about that as well. But I wasn't really committed to moving forward and planting roots um, with where I am in my life. And because of that, because I didn't make a hundred percent decision, the universe was confused and didn't know what I wanted. And to be honest, I didn't know what I wanted either. And so I've had a lot of, um, I guess in this past year, I didn't want to commit to anything. I didn't want to commit to where I was living. I didn't want to commit to, um, maybe even getting a pet. I didn't want to commit to a relationship. I did not want to commit to much. Everything that I did commit to was, you know, enough to make sure that whatever it was I was doing was actually, you know, inspiring me, making me happy. But, um, also maybe feeding into my ultimate goal for the last year, which was doing uh, international yoga retreats. So it's not like I wasn't doing anything. And I think that's something that we have to keep in mind is that when you are in between chapters, when you are in a transitional phase of energy, it's not as if, oh, I think my dog's going to start barking here in a second. (laughs) Um, it's not as if you're not committed to something and it's not as if you're not productive or getting anything done, but you kind of know in your gut feeling that this, whatever it is you're doing right now is leading to something else, that this isn't, you know, you're not building upon something that's creating roots and settling, you know, and I I don't want to use settling as a negative word. I think settling in some sense is a good word as well. It just depends on your perception. Um, but you'll know when you're in a transitional phase and you'll know when a chapter has started. And when you know when a chapter has started, it's because you've made a 100% decision to go in a very specific direction and you're ready for it. And you also get sick of what you are currently doing. We can't change until we are ultimately sick of what we are doing or where we are at. We're sick of what we're doing. Um, 
not necessarily completely like, oh, everything I've done this year has been, you know, a failure or whatever. It's that, it's that feeling of, okay, I've done this now. I've kind of conquered this goal that I wanted to achieve. Now, what do I want to do? And for me, I really was in a a transitional phase. I really felt like one chapter was ending. I moved to Toronto. I had my dog Quilty for 12 years. Um, I had him everywhere. I, I literally moved around for probably seven years straight. I moved around. I didn't really have a home. Um, that I would say I was just mine. I either lived with other people or, you know, I wasn't planning to stay long wherever I was. And then finally, when I moved to Toronto, I finally got my first home that was really just mine. You know, um, I hadn't really had that. And that was also a choice of mine because I, I wanted to move around and I wanted to change and I wanted to meet new people and I wanted to travel. I wanted that life. I really wanted that life. But again, that chapter ended when I moved to Toronto and I made a decision to be there. But I have to admit, when I did move to Toronto, I was going to give it about a year and a half and see where it went and then maybe move again. I really wasn't sure about Toronto. All I knew was that in my meditations, I had received a message. And it was a very distinct message and it wasn't like I heard words or anything, it was a vision and it was a gut feeling of this is where I'm supposed to go. I had a vision of a beach. I knew it was in Canada and I knew it wasn't in British Columbia. And I just got this gut feeling. It was in Toronto. It was near Toronto. It was in Toronto and I had to go there and I had to find it. And lo and behold, I was guided to a community called The Beaches in Toronto. And my grandpa, it turned out, I didn't know this, my grandparents are from the Scarborough area, Toronto area, and the Danforth area. And I didn't know that. I didn't know, I knew that they were from Toronto, but I didn't know that they were from that area. And my grandparents actually grew up in the beaches. My grandpa was a lifeguard on um, Q Beach, Balmy Beach. And my grandma, Gwen, grew up in directly in the beaches. Um, so that came to light you know, a few, probably six months after I had moved there. I didn't know that, but I had these visions and I had this instinctual, um, yeah, really instinctual energy that brought me there. And when I received that message, I it was so strong that I decided 100% to dive in, that there was no other option for me. This was the option. This is where I was supposed to be. Maybe not permanently, but for now, this is exactly where I needed to go. And when I moved there, I felt um, almost immediate an energy of feeling like I was at home right away. And I still feel that way. Every time I go back, I feel like I'm at home. There's something there. I do feel at home in Texas as well, but in the beaches, I just feel those roots of my ancestors there. It's very interesting and it's something that I didn't expect. But my point is, is that because I committed 100% to that calling, I was led fiercely and I was supported fiercely and everything started to align right away. And I was in the flow. I got a lot of different yoga jobs. I was able to really move into um, supporting myself financially, finding an apartment. This is another thing. In, in Toronto, especially in that area, it's not easy to find 
an apartment with a back, like with a backyard. First, first, first of all, that is like not even an option in most cases. Um, and I really wanted a backyard for my dog. And I also wanted an apartment, but I didn't want an apartment in a building. I wanted my own entrance. I wanted it in a house because in Toronto, they have lots of Edwardian homes where each level is separated and created into an, an apartment. And I wanted the main level. Literally the second house I looked at, that's where I've been living for the last three years. I, lo- I fell in love with it. I was guided to that. And everybody told me, well, good luck. You're not going to find that, especially for the price range that I wanted it in. I live there cheaper than I lived in Calgary. So, um, yeah, I don't know. You tell me how that works. I don't know. That is literally how the universe works when you are 100% committed to where you are going. 100% clear and 100% committed. So if you know where you're going, you know the direction you're going in and you can visualize it and it feels right and you're getting messages and signs to do that, then 100% committed, you will be 100% supported. And I truly believe that because I've lived it and it changed my life for the better. I was not happy in Calgary. I never truly liked Calgary. Sorry, people that live in Calgary. I love you all. But Calgary was not for me. It just didn't have the flavor I wanted. I was kind of miserable there half the time because I never liked it even when I grew up there. And I always knew that I was going to move away. I always knew that I was going to go somewhere else. I just didn't know where that was. And I had to wait for the right time. And so when I got this instinct in me to move there, I fully committed and everything kind of aligned, right? So I, I packed up my life. I drove over to Toronto. I had my dog with me, Colty, and he was there. He was, you know, the soul, something that we have to understand is that the soul is going to lean. That's, that's what the soul does. It has to lean. And if it's not leaning on God, it's going to lean on someone or something. And for me at that time, it was a mix. I had found my, my ultimate support in the universe and in God at that time. But Colty had always been like this therapy dog for me. He was like my only consistent thing, my only consistent day-to-day relationship that I had had for six years, or sorry, 12 years. So throughout those years, he was the only consistent thing. I had moved homes. I had changed friends constantly. I had changed jobs constantly. Um, You know, I finished my degree. And then after that, you know, I did have some stability. But Colty was there the whole time. I had moved to Montreal. I had moved to Vancouver. I had moved to Texas. I had moved, you know, like all over the place. And this my dog was there throughout the whole thing. So when he died last year, I really, it was like a shock to my system. I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't know that it was going to be that difficult. I really didn't. I I felt like I was lost. And, you know, even though putting him to sleep, I was really strong. I, I actually kind of surprised myself that I was able to step up and be a rock for him at that moment. And, but it was after, it was the aftershock and the after ripples of his leaving this world that really 
hurt me because my dog was like my child. Like I would have done anything for him, that type of thing. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. A lot of people don't have those connections to animals. But for me, like I know, I, I guess I don't know anything, but I don't think I'm ever going to have children. It's just not for me, but my fur babies, right? <laughs> my dog was my baby and he supported me so much too. So when he died, I had felt like I lost a bit of a, a part of me. I had lost my identity again to a certain um to a certain amount. And I didn't know how, you know, it was a good time for that to happen. It was because I had, you know, a lot of stable marketing clients I had that were long-term. I also had my yoga studio that I manage and all my yoga classes that I teach and my students and I had my retreats set up. Like it was a good time for me to go through grief and looking back, I understand that. And I think when we look back through the things that we've gone through and the really hard times we've gone through, Try to look at how you were supported in that time because that will show you that you were meant to go through it and that you were supported. You just might not have seen it. And I knew at that time, like I knew that that was the right time for it to happen. It it still didn't make it that much easier. But when I look back, I know that I was supported. Anyways, um. And he helped me set, you know, he was my crutch to like help me set up my life there. So I needed him. I needed him at that time. And then everything got set up, you know, and like I have my my life and my, <clears throat> yeah, my life in Toronto that I've set up and I love it. And I love where I live in Toronto on the east side. Um, and now I knew when, when Colty was going to pass away, I always promised myself that I would take a trip. I would, I would go and I would take time to heal and I would do, take time to do some self-reflection. And that's exactly what I did, you know, and I did, um, prepare to have also host a yoga retreat at that time because I don't really like to travel and not, be of service. That's not how I like to travel anymore. I used to do that when I was younger and be bored out of my mind. So now when I travel, I always try to either have a yoga retreat or volunteer somewhere or have some sort of sense of purpose. Um, and it helps you to meet the locals. It helps you to get, you know, antiquated with the culture there and all of that. So I, I decided that I wanted to go to Costa Rica. And this is a trip that I really wanted to do probably since like five, six years ago. I always wanted to go to Costa Rica, not just to go there, but I wanted to see what it was and like be there for a while. I wanted to really understand the local life. And so when Colty died, I knew that I was going to have that time to go away. And so I decided to plan this trip. And I took five weeks off of, you know, I was able obviously to work online for my clients, but I, I left and, um, I hosted my first yoga retreat there and I'm hoping to host more. Um, and it was a really great experience. It was very healing. And I would say it was one of those parts of the world that I needed to go because there's so much blue zone energy there. And blue zone energy is like, one of the chakras of the world. 
there's been actually quite a few theses done, written um, on the chakras of the world. There's different energy centers, uh, and there's just different places in the world that have more a stronger energy of life force and high pranic energy. Um, and I haven't read into those very deeply, but I do know that the blue zone is like this very high light energy and a very dense dark energy. So anything that's in your life that's not supposed to be there will uh, start to become uncomfortable and you're going to go through some darkness and you're going to come out the other side. And if you can come through, if you can be in that space of conflict and discomfort and healing, like this is a very intense healing when we are in that space of discomfort um, and anxiety, like just complete not sure what to do, like basically falling on your knees, not knowing what to do, right? We all go come to those moments in our life. And I think anybody that hits rock bottom or goes through those moments is lucky. I think that's a gift that you're given at that moment because when that happens to you, you know that you're evolving. You know that something in your spirit is going to change for the better. So I have to just let it out. No, nope, you're just going to drop. Okay. Um, you just know that something in your life is about to change. But you have to surrender to it. And this is what I say to a lot of my Reiki uh, students, a lot of my yoga students, is the two things that you're going to learn in yoga and in Reiki are acceptance and surrender and you're not going to learn just about them you're going to learn how to be in that energy right of i am just going to completely accept where i am i'm going to accept who i am and i'm going to be able to completely surrender to what's happening Because once you can accept the situation you're in and you can accept where you are, then you come into that relaxed state of, okay, now I can let go of the wheel a little bit. It's like Marianne Williamson said um, yesterday, I was listening to her and she said, lots of religious people say, God is my co-pilot. Well, why would he be the co-pilot? Why would he be the co-pilot? Why would you be in the driver's seat and God be in the co-pilot seat? You know better? You know more than God? That type of thing, right? So it's about surrendering and letting go and giving yourself the grace to know that the same energy that turns a fetus into a baby and the same energy that turns an acorn into a tree is the same energy that will support you in making sure that everything is already perfect in the universe and the universe is set up to make sure that everything is in perfect alignment. It's not up to us fully and completely. Are we the people that, are we the um, vessels through which need to go out and act? Yes, but we need to give ourselves time to surrender and listen to what those actions need to be and then go out and do it. I think part of the problem has been just, it's all up to me. I have to go out and get it. I have to do it. And you'll know the difference between the voices. Ego is, I have to do this or nothing's going to work out in my life. 
or this is going to fail or you're going to be a failure. Spirit doesn't have to shout. And so it's a lot quieter. It's a quieter voice. It's only the voice that you will be able to have access to when you are in a calm, peaceful state where you can enter the temple to which that voice lives where you can enter the temple to which that voice lives. And that is when you will be gifted with these messages. And these messages might be things that, that surprise you. Like in A Course in Miracles, it always says, the, the answers will come to you, but it may not be the answer you're looking for. It may surprise you. It may shock you. And the ego will say, you know, maybe if I just give this some time or no, 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 that doesn't sound right to me. (laughs) I need to go in this direction or, you know, and you'll find out later that that maybe that instinct was right. And you'll say later on, oh, I knew that. I knew that in my gut. I should have done that, right? But we have to be able to trust ourselves enough to listen. We have to be able to trust ourselves. We have to be able to trust the universe enough to listen to that instinct, listen to your gut instinct and the voice that that pops up with that. Um, And I've been learning that. I've been learning that through this year, this time. I've I've become so connected. And again, I I met my friend Ben um, uh, the summer. Wait, no, I've known Ben for like three years now, but shout out to Ben if you're listening. But I met him right when I moved to Toronto and he, and then he taught me how to do Reiki a little like he got me he got me interested in Reiki and then I took my certification but um it that changed my life too it was like it taught me how to fully and completely have faith and trust in the energy that surrounds me and that's within me and step out of the way how to get out of my own way to allow this energy to move through me and also how to just be in my energy and not need anything from anyone because when I was younger I used to just really want something from other people I wanted recognition I wanted approval and somebody didn't like me or somebody wasn't nice to me well that's my fault it's my fault what am I doing wrong do I not look good do I not say the right things I'm not showing up you know and then I give myself this abusive guilt trip the whole time and Reiki taught me in a way that was very like this is just how it is now like you're attuned to the energy and it opened up my second chakra enough for me to stand in my own energy and say, this is who I am. And I'm going to be okay whether you like me or not, whether you're nice to me or not, whether you give me what I want or not, I will be fine because I know who I am and I'm good. And that's what Reiki taught me. It gave me my power back. It gave me everything that I had lost it gave me that back. It, it was, it's, it's incredible. And at that time, you know, and that's the other thing is like that tool that I had learned through Reiki had given me all this self support and self comfort and knowledge and trust and complete and utter faith in the universe to know that whether or not Colty, my dog is in my life or not, I will be okay And that's something I think a lot of us struggle with is that we are fully dependent 
upon which what our circumstances are. You know, you're in a relationship you're not happy in or you're not financially stable on your own or, you know, anything like that. You, you need a bunch of friends around all the time. To not be okay in your own energy, in your own space. And not just like, I was okay in my own energy, but to feel empowered in that space is a whole different life. It's a whole different life to be able to show up and say to yourself, I'm good. I'll be good. I'm still here. I've gone through all this and I'm here and I am. And that's the most powerful energy. And that's what Marianne Williamson talks about a lot is that the soul wants to lean, right? But if you're not leaning on God or the universe or love, then you're leaning on someone or something. And not, that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? But it's something to be aware of, right? And so for me, when I found Reiki and applied it to my life and was able to serve others with this uh, practice, that's when I really found trust and faith. Um, because I just, it, it's a very hard thing to express unless you've experienced it. But this higher level of energy, if you allow it into your life, is just, it's going to guide you. It's going to guide you. It's going to, it wants to flow into your life. But you have free will. And this is what I talk about in a lot of my other podcasts is we have free will. We're the only species on earth that has a free will. The acorn doesn't say, oh, I got I to gotta grow into a tree. I got to make it happen. <laughs> or the fetus doesn't say, I got I to gotta make myself a baby now, <laughs> right? It doesn't do that. That energy doesn't do that. It's not up to you. It's not up to the acorn. It's up to God. It's up to the universe. And if the universe has a say, everything is already perfectly aligned, And we can let go of the past and come into the present in order to program the future. But if we don't allow and we don't invite that energy in, our free will cannot be, cannot open the door for that, right? So that is a a huge part of, of allowing yourself to be guided to a new chapter, and not just, and I think when we think about, oh, we're going into a new chapter, that that is the goal. And that's not necessarily even the goal, even though it's, it is like coming through the tunnel and seeing the light. Um, for me, it, this past year has really been a big learning lesson in being able to sit in transition, to, be, to sit in the in-between phase and be okay with that. And, um, yeah, that's really, really allowed me to understand how to be fully accepting and fully surrendering to where I am. Because it's not always going to be good. It's not always going to look like, oh, my life's changing and good things are coming and, you know, I'm grateful for this. And, you know, it's not always going to be that way. And if you're lucky you will go through those hard times because that's what soul development is. That's what, why we came to this earth is to learn. 
And so if we can be okay with that and just know, you know, and it's easy to say, yeah, this is just part of life, right? But it's way harder to actually fully surrender and accept. And that's what I was doing this past year was just fully accepting that, you know, I was really, really happy and now I'm not. And that's okay. That's just going to have to be okay right now. And I'm going to have to learn how to be where I am right now and fully love and accept myself for where I am. And I talk to a lot of my, my spiritual um, coach students um, that I do coach. I say that as well as that, like, do you ever talk to yourself? Do you have a relationship with yourself? Do you know that it is okay to talk to yourself kindly? Because if, you don't, if you're not aware that you are talking to yourself, then you're probably talking to yourself in a really unmindful way that might be harsh. So it's in those really dark times where we have to really bring that energy into the earthly plane, out of the mind, out of the heart, and into the earthly plane and say, hey, I fully accept you. Talking to yourself, I fully accept you where you are. Just because you're grieving, just because you're down, just because you haven't maybe lived up to your own uh, unrealistic expectations, um, that you're a lovable person and I love you. And it's okay. It's, okay. it's all going to be okay, no matter what. I'm, we're in this together. And I think if you can create that relationship with your soul to understand that like, your soul is just in this body. Like, my spirit is always here. It's an energy that was never born, never dies, right? It's just always around. The spirit energy is always here. But this body was born, and this is the vehicle through which I am doing my soul development. This is Caitlin. This is her character. This is how she deals with things. This is how she goes through life, and this is her um, circumstances. So how am I going to communicate with her in order to do my soul development, in order to bring about a better life to be the best version of Caitlin? How am I going to be the best version of Caitlin? How am I going to talk to her? How am I going to treat her? Because I want this life to be really good. I want to learn things and I want to see the peak of happiness, but I also want to understand and experience what sadness is and what love is and what the what the outcome of that is and in order to do that I have to be able to believe in myself and in order to believe in myself I have to show myself compassion and love and so that's what this past year has been about for me has been in that energy of I fully accept and I fully surrender to this because it's beyond me. I don't know what's around the corner and I can't plan for what is around the corner right now. I can't because I don't know what's coming around the corner. But I'm here and I'm listening and I'm bringing God in and I'm bringing the universal energy in to guide the way and I'm listening. And that's all I can do right now. But I know that I did the right thing. I know for me in my gut that I was sent to Costa Rica for a month or five weeks or whatever it was. And to heal, I needed that for myself. I needed that for my spirit. 
And that was one of the best things I've done for myself in a really long time. Um, yeah, and I, you know, and I get to that place now where I'm ready to go back. I'm in Texas right now, but I'm <laughs> ready to go back to Toronto and I'm ready to um, implement all the things that I wrote down uh, through my meditations and through, you know, I had a lot of aha moments. I dropped a client that I, I knew wasn't, was not a healthy relationship for me in my life. I had to do that for my heart. And, um, you know, and I already have a lot of opportunities coming up for me now, um, for more marketing clients because I do a lot of online work. Um, and I'm excited about that. But if I wasn't open to new opportunities and I, I didn't trust myself uh, and the universe, I, I think it's more about trusting the universe and then trusting myself because I, there was just this moment where I knew what I had to do. You know, there was um, something irking in my gut. I, I knew that there was a relationship in my life that was unhealthy and it was causing me a lot of stress and anxiety and it wasn't healthy. It was very negative. And it wasn't in alignment with what I preach. It wasn't in alignment with what I, how I want to live. And I was scared to let it go. And that is being called being vulnerable and honest with myself. And that's okay that I was scared to let go of it because of the money. I was scared. But I, I received so many messages and it all aligned and I won't share too many details just because I want to I want to be respectful of other people but it really was in alignment it all felt it was like a three-step thing over the course of three days and it was the perfect moment to say this isn't right for me you know I wish you the best but this isn't right for me anymore and the minute I made that decision, I felt 20 times lighter. And I knew that I was going to be able to move forward and invite new opportunities in. And because I had made room for those opportunities to come in, they did come flowing in. And also, before I go back to Toronto, I've made a list of things that I want to do. As soon as I get back, there are very specific things that I want to do when I get back. And so... My whole point of this podcast is to, when we talk about mindfulness and awareness and compassion, it's truly about, first of all, being able to sit where you are and being honest and vulnerable with where you are to yourself. Because as soon as you get on your knees and you are humbled and you are vulnerable and you admit that you don't know what's coming around the bend for you, but you are okay with that and you have trust and faith and you invite the universe in to help you because we all pray in the end. Um, that's when miracles arise. That's when a miracle can arrive for you because you're allowing that energy to come in. And I felt like that whole trip in Costa Rica for me was that. It was just like this deeply, deeply intense therapeutic trip where I admitted to myself the things that were going right and the things that weren't going right and where I wanted to go. Like, I didn't know. I said, I don't know where I want to go. Show me. Give me signs. I don't, I don't know what I want. Do I want to move cities? Do I want to, you know, switch it up? I don't know. Do I want to stay? 
Do I want to build upon what I've built in the beaches because I'm not unhappy there? I just don't know. I don't know, right? And then as soon as you say, you don't know, I give this to you, God. I give this to you, angels. I give this to you, universe, whatever you believe in, whatever you have faith in, and say, come at me. (laughs) I'm ready for you, right? Like, I know that you're here and you're listening for me. So let's work together. Show me what you got because I'm here. And that's where I'm at. And I feel that so strong in my gut that now I can go home and be actionable because I received these messages. And, but I'm still in that zone of when I go home, you know, I still don't know what's coming around the bend for me. I don't know, but I'm here and I'm ready. You know, I'm in that, that mindset of like, I have all the energy in the world now that I need to have to do this work. And I know that I'm fully supported and I can lean on God and I know that I'm ready. And that's when you know that a new chapter has come. And it's not always going to be when you think it's going to be. So just be okay with where you're at. I love you. Thank you so much again for showing up for another episode of the Live Big Podcast. And if you have any comments, feel free to email me. You can go to my website at www.anandayogaretreats.com. Have a beautiful week and I will talk to you next Tuesday.